Hey guys, what's up? It's Coach Allie bringing you this week's episode of the Powerhouse Podcast. This week, we're going to talk about why you aren't hitting your fundraising goal, episode 162. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Powerhouse Podcast, hosted by sisters, former Miss Nebraska's and a Miss Nebraska USA, and expert coaches, Ali Swanson-Mancuso and Megan Swanson-Rhodes. Every Tuesday, we bring you a life-changing, challenging, and activating episode to help high-achieving women win their pageants, massively transform their mindsets, and dominate all aspects of life, including elements both inside and what most consider traditionally as areas outside of pageantry. Allie and Megan coach high-achieving women in all 50 states and beyond and live to see women conquer their dreams. If you're not already part of our Powerhouse Club, join the fastest-growing group of winning pageant queens on the planet, linked in the show notes every single week. Now, let's get on to this week's episode. Well, hello and welcome, everybody, to episode 162 of the Powerhouse Podcast. I am Coach Allie, and today we're going to be talking about why you aren't hitting your fundraising goal. So I personally love talking about the financial part of the pageant journey. We've done lots of different kinds of podcasts on this topic between finding your budget, knowing how much things cost, and today we're going to talk a little bit more about fundraising. So this is a question I get a lot is how can I raise more money? How do I come up with new ideas? And so I want to kind of break this down into some truths that I have found in my life to be true. And same thing for Coach Megan. And these are some of the tools that I used just to bring them to the forefront of my mind when I was Miss Nebraska and even now as Mrs. Nebraska going to compete at Mrs. United States in six short weeks from when I'm recording this podcast. But when you are thinking about fundraising, it can be a really daunting thing. Anytime we're talking about finances or a budget, right, money is a big pain point for a lot of people just in life. And then you throw pageantry on top of it. And if you aren't organized and if you aren't, if you don't know what you're doing or you don't have a plan, that can be really daunting. So in a nutshell, here's what we're going to talk about today. My main points today are your message doesn't hit like it should. You keep going to the same dry well to get water. You aren't giving people the right method to donate. And then the end, we're going to talk about organizing your brand. Those are the four things that I have found really go into having a good fundraising experience because you are organized, you understand the message that you are bringing to the table, and you're giving people a good mechanism of how and where to donate. So let's start with the first one. Your message doesn't hit like it should. Communicating the why and the urgency behind your platform or the cause that you're fundraising for. This is huge. And if you haven't listened to a couple of our other videos up to this point on your platform or even how to develop a cause or something you're passionate about or volunteerism, something in your community, go back and listen to those first because I'm going to hit on a couple things here that we really go into depth on some of those old podcasts. But a lot of times, if I'm being 100% real, if someone is asking me for money, okay, if I don't connect with their message almost instantly, like within the first couple seconds, 
you think about fishing. You're not getting the hook, right? You're not hooking me inside if I was a fish, right? Inside um, my my mouth and I'm, I'm not gonna bite, right? I'm not gonna bite on what you're selling because I don't understand it. It's not being communicated effectively. I don't get the urgency behind it and I don't get the why. So that's a really important question that if you're listening to this and you're like, Ali, I'm trying to fundraise, you know, I can't, I can't, I don't have this money right now to buy my evening gown or I'm looking for a sponsor or anything like that. Or maybe you have a set fundraising goal and you're like, hey, I want to raise $10,000 for my platform for this specific organization. Awesome. All of these tips apply to whether you are trying to seek out a sponsorship in more of a um, giving of services or specific items, or you're actually trying to fundraise monetarily. And that is really thinking through you being a businesswoman at the end of the day and putting on that hat, which again, we talk about all the time here on the podcast. So your message doesn't hit like it should. I want to challenge everybody listening today to really dive deep into your elevator pitch. Okay, what is an elevator pitch? An elevator pitch is your 30 to 60 second spiel. If I were to ask you, what is this? What are you passionate about? What am I donating to? What is this cause? Why are you doing what you're doing? Right, it's your elevator pitch to why are you participating in this pageant? Why is your platform what your platform is? Why should I care about this platform? What do you want me to do? And how do you want me to take action to help you with this platform or this advocacy or this cause? Those are really, really important questions. And if you cannot answer those, again, how do you expect somebody else to want to either partner with you or give you a financial donation outside of, you know, your your friends, your family, your bubble that loves you. But how is just Joe Schmo off the street or Sally Sue who runs this company, why would she want to donate to you if she doesn't understand your message because you don't understand your message? And I don't mean for that to be harsh, but that really is the reality. What I have found is a lot of pageant women, they blame these organizations, they blame these brands because nobody wants to work with them. Well, what's the common denominator? It's probably you. There's always a way that you can recraft, reorganize, rehone in on your message. I am doing this right now. Obviously, my platform right now is not what it was five, 10 years ago of what I'm actually advocating towards and what I'm really passionate about as a married adult, right? And that's okay. It's okay if that changes, but you always have to know your why. You can't fake passion and you can't fake the urgency and the meaning behind it. People see through that. So if I were to stand up here and advocate for something that I don't really have a personal story to, and not that I don't care about or not that I don't think they're good causes, but if that's not what wakes me up in the morning and puts a fire under my butt, then I'm not going to be able to really communicate that well to other people. So You might be passionate about your platform, but convincing somebody else to pay attention to you, number one, two, be moved by your cause or your message, and three, take action and actually donate is completely different than motivating yourself. And think about it. If you've ever bought a product from a company or you've ever donated to something, why did you do that? What moved you? What pulled on your heartstrings that got you to donate $10, $50, $100 towards flood relief to whatever these causes are, blood donation to to pediatric cancer, anything that pulled on your heartstrings. Why was that the case? What worked for you as the the, uh, consumer, the, the product, right? 
this, the seller is the organization, the person asking for your money in this business transaction. You are the consumer. So what happened that they pulled on your heartstrings and actually got you to take action to put your money where your mouth is and say, yep, this is a worthy cause. I'm going to donate. That is what you want to emulate and implement into your own fundraising journey. Again, whether it's you partnering with a specific brand or an organization or a business and you're trading services, or you're just putting on a fundraising event and you're, you have to think, okay, how can I pull on the heartstrings of people today? Not in a fake way, but in a real way that really shows this is why I'm passionate about this guys. And this is why you should be too. And this is why it's an urgent problem in today's society that moves people. And those questions are really important. If you're really struggling with fundraising right now or hitting your fundraising goal, re put yourself in the consumer seat is what I like to do. And think about those times where you've actually bought or donated to something and what actually worked on you, it's probably gonna work on other people. So that's the first point here. Number two, another reason why you are not hitting your fundraising goal is because you keep going to the same dry well to get water. What do I mean by that? Well, I mean, a lot of pageant women make this mistake. They keep going back to their parents, their family, their friends, their one rich rich aunt or uncle or your grandparents maybe, or people within what I like to call your safe zone. Now, there's nothing wrong with your safe zone. And for ad pages and for people who just want to bless you and have some extra money to, to spend and to share, that's awesome. But when you're talking about raising a couple thousand dollars, you might have to go outside of your safe zone, outside of the people who you ask for money all the time. Hopefully, you're not asking these people for money all the time because you have your own job, you have your own source of income, and you're not kind of being a leech in that way because that's also part of being a pageant title holder is you have to learn how to be successful on your own, whether you're a teen, a miss, a misses, whatever, you have to learn how to budget and manage your own money. That is a must, okay? You can't rely on your parents for the rest of your life. And if this is a newsflash for you and you're hearing this for the first time, you're welcome. But you can't go to the same dry well to get water because sooner or later it's going to dry up and you're going to run out of that resource. Again, not that it's bad. And if you have people in your life that want to bless you financially, amazing. That's awesome. But how bold can you be Or can I challenge you to start that action step of being bold towards your dentist, your doctor, your chiropractor, your other people in your life that you see regularly that do run businesses and love you and might want to sponsor you, right? They might want the advertising that donating to you or donating to your campaign or whatever you're offering can provide. And so I want to expand your thinking a little bit to think of the businesses that you go to regularly, the services that you go to regularly, your name your spray tans, your makeup, your hair, all of the aesthetic pieces, and even those the companies that you've been with forever, insurance companies, dental, doctors, like I said, that have been with your family since you were little, those type of businesses like you already because you are a long-term client, and you have put your money where your mouth is by investing in them as a business. And that's a great place to seek out to see if they want to further invest in you. And it's it's simply saying, hey, I'm excited about this opportunity. I am in this pageant, yada, yada. Again, you go back to that elevator pitch. And if you're not confident about what you're bringing to the table or you're not excited about this pageant, about this fundraiser, whatever you have going on, then it's hard to have somebody else imitate that passion if you don't know that in your deepest, you know, deepest bones. So it's, it's really important to have a resource outside of your inner circle to go to as well. Number three, you aren't giving people the right method to donate. I also see this too, that 
really we are asking people for money, but we don't have a method or a mechanism to collect those donations. So if you go to a business and you say, hey, you know, my name is Ali Mancuso, I'm running for Mrs. United States, Miss America, Miss USA, whatever it is, and you know, yada, yada, I give my elevator pitch about what it is, would you like to donate? Okay, if they say yes, what's your mechanism? Do you have a way for them to pay easily as a business, not an individual person, besides just writing you a personal check? That's more one-to-one personal. But if a business is going to donate $5,000 to you, $10,000 to you, do you have a way to make it tax write-off? Like for, to make it a tax write-off, do you have a website that they can go to easily? Do you have an ACH transfer, Venmo, PayPal, all these things, right? It's important to think through from, the, again, the consumer standpoint. We don't want to just ask for money and then not be prepared for when somebody does pay, say yes. It's important to think all the way through the process. And the exact same thing goes for trades and services. If you're operating with a business that can't give a financial donation, but they can give you clothes, they can give you services, they can give you a resource, whatever that is, have the end in mind and build backwards. Because if you already have that system built out, then you're going to come a, come across as professional and ready and they're going to really like you and want to do business with you in the future and possibly want to donate um, to you moving forward. The last thing I want to say on this topic is organization. So if anyone's been listening to the podcast or you guys are coached by us already, you know I am absolutely obsessed with organization. Um, I know if you're watching this on YouTube right now, I have my clothing rack. I'm preparing to go compete at nationals at this time for my own pageant system. And so I was already preparing my outfits uh, for what I need during the week and seeing, you know, what I'm going to provide and seeing what I have and trying to see what I need to buy and all that. Again, organization, even though I'm weeks and weeks and weeks away from nationals. little tidbit there. But for fundraising, being organized is so important. So again, keep the end in mind here. And if someone were to say yes to you, then what system do you put them in? Where do you send them next? It's not, oh yeah, I'll get back to you in two weeks with the follow-up here. No, they're gonna become a dry lead and not actually wanna donate because it's not fresh. It's not in the here and the now. And so what I chose to do is I had a Google sheet, a master Google sheet that kept all of my appearances, my leads, my contacts, every single thing back from when I was a title holder. And even now I've brought out those systems now that I've decided to compete again. I brought out those systems and I'm doing it now as a married adult, which is fun because I have new partnerships and new businesses that I have in my life now that I didn't necessarily have, you know, five years ago. So I'm going to, not the same well, but new wells to find that new water, so to speak, for the finances that I'm hoping to fundraise. But organization is so important, whether you have a color-coded system, different tabs, whether you use Excel, Google Sheet, I don't care, but you need to have some kind of organized system where if somebody says, yes, Ali, I wanna donate, here's $5,000, here's $10,000. Do you have the capability for a tax write-off? Where does this money go? Where, What marketing deliverables am I gonna see with this financial donation? What is the added benefit of this financial donation? You need to have the answers to those questions. And being organized helps you with those deliverables, whether you're going to send something via email, if they're going to get a part in your program book, whatever the next step is, it's really, really important that you know that and you communicate that to the business or the sponsor or the partner that you are, you're organized with. So I am going to actually give you guys 
a little bit more detail on my contracts and my invoices that I used when I was fundraising money and really just booking myself out and making um, my speaking engagements, paid speaking engagements, really applicable to businesses and making it really easy. So the the categories that I used when I was Mr. Nebraska and go back and listen to a, a previous podcast for the amount of money that I made during my year and the amount I made for speaking engagements alone and the amount I made for working with partnerships. But it was thousands and thousands of dollars because I worked my butt off, but I was also organized. And part of that was purely fundraising money as well. But I knew my why, I knew what I had to offer, I knew the skills that I could give a business, I knew what I could trade them if it wasn't a monetary donation. And so for me, I had different categories for the type of businesses I was headhunting. So was it a business that gives you a service? Was Is it a business that doesn't really work in the realm of pageantry? So a, a financial donation would probably make more sense. Maybe they could benefit from marketing. I had different categories for these businesses and I color coded them in my Google sheet. Like red means this, purple means this, blue means this, whatever. There's no perfect system. So if you're not a color coding person, you like tabs, by all means, monochromatic, <laughs> whatever your system is, it doesn't matter. I like colors and I like everything to have like seven different categorization systems. So that's just me. But I had a different level of organization for each thing that I was doing. And even if your brain doesn't think like I do, or that's like really confusing to you, what's one step of organization that you can do here today? So a couple of those categories that I had on my contracts and my invoices, I had my speaking rate or my expert speaking rate, depending on the size of audience I was speaking at, the type of appearance. I had my appearance rate, which was one step under that, my trade offer, my donate my time. So if something that I knew I wasn't going to get a financial um, financial trade value or something like that from me being there for an hour or two hours, I would classify that as a donate my time type of appearance. And then a negative appearance is somebody who does not want to pay you, they can't pay you, they are unwilling to trade anything, they're not really organized, you know, the person doesn't talk to you a lot. It's kind of a, a negative both for you and for them and probably not worth seeking that out. And I have a couple other ones too, just mainly from a financial standpoint. But Categories like that help you because at the end of your month, you can look back on your run sheet and say, okay, where did I spend my time? Did I spend my time in a lot of those negative appearances or the donate my time appearances? Well, that's why I'm not making money, right? If I spend more of my time at my speaking rate or my service rate, I say speaking rate because I would go into schools and give 45 to 90 minute presentations to all school assemblies. And I would charge $500, $800 to these schools because I knew that I was an expert in this area talking about a cyber security and, and, and social media and schools were really, really hungry for bringing me in to talk about that topic. And I loved it. And so I was able to charge that price because that was really market value. And that's what I was doing in my job at the time. And so I just put a sparkly hat and a sash on and, you know, it was even cooler because I was a pageant girl. So whatever your service is, whatever your speaking rate is, or even, you know, if you're not speaking, but you have an appearance rate. So here is my fee for an hour of my time. You should have that too. And that is all part of fundraising. It's not just, oh, I'm going to throw this event and how can you donate to my campaign? Or my, I say campaign because my dad's running for school board and that's been, <laughs> that's been at the top of my, my brain, campaign speak and campaign verbiage. But so it, it's not just hosting an event to 
get people to donate towards your cause, so to speak, right? That's awesome. And you can do that. And we could have a whole podcast just on event planning and working with people. And that's a lot of donations and donating time. People can pay a ticket to get in the door. You could do a silent auction raffle. Lots of things have to be donated. That's one facet of fundraising. And if you're you're putting on an event like that, I'd love for you to post about it in our Pageant Winner Secrets group. It's a free group on Facebook that we have. Lots of women. I think we're up to around 800, 900 women in the group now. And feel free because people can give you lots of advice on more specific events that you're looking for. And the, the best way to do that too would be if you're in our powerhouse club, we give those advice things all the time and our community gives advice as well. So um, if you're looking for something like that on a very specific instance and you're watching this podcast or listening to this podcast, let us know and we can get you hooked up with those resources. But all of this is fundraising, guys. It is. So many times we think, okay, fundraising means fundraiser. It means one event and, you know, I need to raise 20 grand at this one event. It needs to be a black tie ball with a DJ and, you know, all these things. No, it doesn't. It could be a car wash. It could be a bake sale. It could be something small and still have a really, really good impact if your why and your meaning resonates with people. So I'm trying to expand your thinking a little bit to put your business hat on, put your girl boss hat on. And not that you can't plan an event for 50,000 people or whatever. I mean, go for it. If that is up your lane and you're like, Ali, I'm an event planner. I freaking love doing this. Awesome. Do it. 100%. If you are more of a one-to-one person, you enjoy building those relationships with businesses, organizations, or you rock at building it with brands and that's where you shine, awesome. See if you can get paid to do that. That's all fundraising. Anything that's an asset in your pocket financially with swag, so clothing or services, that is fundraising because it's helping you on your journey. Now, overall, I hope from this you've learned to be organized. You've learned to know your why through and through. I think I say that in some form or fashion on every single podcast that we do because it's important, okay? Even as an adult, if I am talking to one of my, you know, music students or I'm helping somebody at my church or, you know, I'm volunteering somewhere, I want to know your why. That's also, you know, what people are passionate about. It's, it's, it never goes away, you know, just because you're a pageant girl, or pageant woman competing, like, yeah, that comes up a lot. But just in life, you should know your why. You should know why you're passionate about the things that you're a part of, why you are doing the things that you're doing, and how to communicate that with others. And the faster you understand that, the easier it is to communicate, and the easier networking is, obviously, and and um, connecting with people overall. So that is fundraising, guys. I could talk about this for like two hours, but I hope you learned something today. And if you have not yet watched or listened to our pageant veteran series or our pageant newbie series, please go back on the podcast and watch those. They are outstanding, wonderful topics that are really relevant to this time and season for a lot of you. And we have some really powerful podcasts coming up not to make a pun because powerful or powerhouse. I don't even know if that was, that's punny. No, I'm just kidding. But we have some really good content coming up for you guys. And um, our team is working hard to always provide relevant topics for you and to really keep this up to date for things that you guys need. So if there's a certain podcast topic that you guys want to hear or somebody that you want us to bring on the podcast, let us know. DM us at Powerhouse Pageantry. DM me at Ali Mancuso or Megan on her Instagram and we would happily, happily respond. We want this to be a free resource for 
for anybody listening, regardless of the age you are, what pageant system you're in. We just want to be a resource for you guys. We love our listeners so much. And again, if you have any podcast topic, any person you want to bring on, let us know. Um, Let me know your favorite part of this podcast in Pageant Winner Secrets. We post that graphic for this week. And I hope to see you guys next week. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. Hey guys, it's Coach Allie. Thank you so much for listening to the Powerhouse Podcast. Megan and I absolutely love our listener base and we couldn't do what we do without you guys. If you've stayed all the way till this part of the podcast, there's a couple things that I want to make sure that you know. We are constantly updating our resources to be the latest, greatest trainings and stay really up to date with trends. So if you want to figure out how to save $700 overall on pageant coaching, we have a service called the Powerhouse Club among some other things. And to be honest, it is the best coaching in the world. Obviously, I'm a little bit biased, but we have the best community with amazing women from every single state in the United States in our community. And we just love pouring into you guys. So if you want to figure out how to save $700 overall, like I said, be a part of the best coaching service in the world. Click the link below. We would love to assist you. See you next week, guys.